Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief at Investopedia, has been combing through all the earnings, all the news when it comes to the markets, Caleb. I know you're all over everything. In this case, we wanted to take a look at uh, these two names. I mean, when you look at DoorDash, it just shows that there were more people ordering. Um, they had a lot of orders, more orders, and more active users. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on DoorDash. Yeah, despite a lot of people, especially businesses and restaurants, complaining about the high fees that they charge, DoorDash was able to ring up higher orders. They had higher orders, more orders delivered than they forecast, and the gross order value is higher, Nicole. So people are ordering more when they order from DoorDash, and they're getting those fees that they want. They're under pressure in some states for the fees that they do charge, up to 30% commissions in some cases for restaurants. So they have this new range that they charge. 15 to 30 percent, but they're still getting pretty good margins out of that. And the business is growing. Revenue top $1.3 billion. I didn't know this until I read through it. They have 6 million dashers out there, Nicole. They're employing a lot of people, too. 6 million dashers? I mean, that's pretty cool. And then the amount that people order, we always talk about, you know, for, for casual dining, right? Fast food and casual dining. We always talk about the check amount. I also think that as I was looking through, um, does, does this mean they've been spending more too? Instead of just getting French fries, maybe they're getting one or two things or three things? Yeah, orders are uh, rising by dollar amount per customer, but you also have some inflation there. So we know restaurants are charging a little bit more as well. So you're getting that pass through as well. But DoorDash makes its money two ways, which is why I think investors are coming around to the story again after the stock's been really punished down some 56% over the past or since its recent highs. But I think they're coming around to the fact that they're getting the commission from the consumer, from me when I order from them and from the restaurant. If they can continue to grow that and expand internationally like they're being able to do right now, I think that that may... Uh, uh, sing a different tune for investors that got really, really bearish on the stock over the past six months. Business looks pretty healthy, despite the fact that we're kind of going out to restaurants again. Yeah, I want to get to NVIDIA, but just to stay on DoorDash for a second, because you brought up the international side of it. And those were in my notes today. I mean, I had the international play. I was looking how they have Australia, Japan. And I was also thinking about any sort of partnerships um, in this realm. Any thoughts on the international or potential partnerships? That's probably the easiest way for them to get into a lot of these markets in a substantial way because we know that the delivery market, the restaurant-to-home to delivery or, or retailer-to-home delivery is pretty stacked and very crowded in a lot of developed markets, Japan, India, Australia. It's very hard to get into those markets, but if they can partner with a big retailer or partner with a big uh, restaurant company or chain, that's probably going to help them out a lot. On the other hand, Nicole, the stock was so punished up until today that it started to sniff a little bit like it could be a takeover candidate. I'm not predicting that's going to happen. But you think about the partnerships, if somebody were to absorb a DoorDash and get that last mile delivery and those relationships with its customers, that's a pretty big deal. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but the stock's rebounding today. We'll see if it lasts. Huge, huge. That would be huge, especially, um, you know, and what the shareholders might reap, right? Because it's down like 50%, like you said. Um, and thanks for teaching me the lingo, right? So you have baristas at Starbucks, dashers for DoorDash. You know, it's hard to keep up, Caleb, right? I want to stay cool and know that I got all these. Um, let's turn our attention to something else really cool, and that's NVIDIA. Um, the shareholders there have certainly seen the stock up, what, over 65% in the last one year. It came out with some nice numbers. Everybody was anticipating a beat and a raise. What happened? It wasn't enough of a beat? It wasn't enough of a raise? 
Yeah, yeah. Are you not entertained by them beating on both the top line and the bottom line? Pretty good gross margins, a little thinner than people thought they would, but it's just not showing that kind of growth that investors were used to paying for. And investors were really willing to pay up a lot for Nvidia's growth over the past year, year and a half. The stock's, of course, down from its low, from its all-time highs, down I think 12 or even more today, down about 16% year to date because of today's sell-off. But it's also part of what's happening with semiconductors in general. Nvidia is one of the strongest makers out there they have a foothold in the data services you know in the big uh in the big warehouse computing they have a big foothold in gaming obviously that's their bag and crypto and now they're talking about creating different cards for crypto manufacturing instead of just relying on the chips but where do they go from here is it ai is it automobiles where they had a slower than expected quarter is it web3 they haven't really shown that big swing that investors are willing to pay up for i think that's why the stock's under pressure but the entire semiconductor sector nicole as you know under pressure for the past three or four months. Yeah. And I mean, as you said, they've been a leader. Gaming was always what we thought of with NVIDIA and really expanded when you talk about data centers and AI and autonomous and, and crypto. It just certainly seems like they are an ever um, evolving company, right? And to see the growth here, the profit growth of 69%, it shows that they've got to be doing something right. I did see some of the analysts still calling this one a buy. The stock also ran up. It popped before the earnings. It might have been a little bit of buy on the rumor or sell on the news. Yeah, and, and people are have a, a hair trigger these days when they don't see what they want. Investors, when it's not blowing out expectations, they're ready to sell that stock. And there's really no room for even a margin of error. And this is a pretty strong report, just not strong enough. And again, investors pay for the future. They're paying for future growth. They see pretty good guidance here from NVIDIA, but not blockbuster guidance. So the PEs come way down from its highs. That's at a 64, still enormously high, but not for NVIDIA. NVIDIA trades at a much higher PE usually, especially last year. So investors are willing to pay if they can see a brighter future. It's not that it looks bad. It just doesn't look bright enough. And investors are pretty much not willing to pay for moderate growth at this point. Mm -hmm. As editor-in-chief of Investopedia, you always have a good grasp of what your clients, what people are looking up on Investopedia. Uh, what are some of the themes of this week or of this current situation? What are, what are you learning from, from Investopedia and what you gather each day? Yeah, a little bit skittish, but still bullish, waiting for opportunities to buy the dips. Obviously, a lot of search around what's happening in the oil patch, looking for oil ETFs, or looking for bets, ways to bet against volatility. They, may, they think it may cool going forward. We're seeing a lot of that. Obviously, people are looking how to trade in and around inflation and what happens to the market when the Fed raises interest rates. They're looking at historical patterns and ways to play that. So always, always interested and always trying to get smarter on Investopedia, but always looking for opportunity as well. And that's what we're seeing a lot of, Nicole. So they want inflation trades, how to make money during inflation, and they're still looking at oil, oil ETFs. So they still think there's upside there because we did see oil dropping below $90 today. I saw that story. Um, you had the signals from Iran, the potential breakthrough in the U.S.-Iran nuclear talks was something that pressured oil or has, it makes it pull back, right? You don't have to worry about it as much. And a surprise build in U.S. inventory. So a little breather on oil today. Caleb, it's always great to see you. Thank you for all the insight on the hot stocks to watch and earnings and, and the themes that Investopedia brings to us on, on the regular. Thank you, Caleb Silver, Editor-in-Chief of Investopedia. Thank you.